G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. I want to make a special welcome to the studio, Bill Muhlenberg. Normally we're talking on the phone, Bill, so just a wonderful Mm. privilege to have you today, face-to-face, beaming with a great smile. (laughs) Just great to have you in the studio. Welcome along. It's great to be here. Well, Bill, some significant things that are happening today, and ordinarily we'd be talking about some of the things you've been blogging about in some of your recent articles. When I talk about you, I say Australia's premier Christian cultural commentator. And here we are at a point in our cultural history today where we may see the change of another prime minister. As we know, there's been all sorts of ructions that have been going on in the federal Liberal Party over these past few days, and things could come to a head today. In fact, things are looking like uh, we will see a change of Prime Minister. You've been following things along here, and uh, this is a significant day. Any day when you have a change of leaderships is a significant day. Yes, it's all happening. Uh, In fact, before uh, your session here is over, we may have a new government, as you say. Uh, A spill is on. Uh, Malcolm Turnbull has... uh, I guess, uh, realize that the, the gig may be up for him. The numbers may not be with him anymore. There was a, a secret ballot held a few days ago. He narrowly snuck through on that one. But uh, Peter Dutton especially is uh, still pressing. So at the moment, we've got a, a three-man or three-man-and-woman race with Peter Dutton, uh, Julie Bishop, Scott Morrison. So that will be interesting. Uh, but they're uh, claiming that the numbers will be there to have at least one new one. Peter is obviously wanting to get the job. He'd be the most conservative of the three running. So, yeah, whatever happens by the end of today, uh, it looks like we will have a new man at the top job. One of the biggest controversies, of course, has been surrounding Peter Dutton, but some word that came through in the last 30 minutes is that the Solicitor General, Stephen Donoghue, QC, has ruled that Peter Dutton is not incapable, it's interesting the legal wording with these things, not incapable of sitting in Parliament, so he is available to run for PM. Mm. Uh, There had been some issues around his family trust, uh, owning part of a childcare centre or two, and then receiving government funding and so there's been certainly controversy there because when mud is thrown some mud often sticks and so there's already this element of doubt over Peter Dutton. What are your thoughts to why in the Liberal Party that there is that's been thrown that could be a cloud over Peter Dutton? Well obviously the left side of politics (laughs) including the left side of media which is pretty much all of it uh, are looking for all the mud they can get. They all know Peter is the most conservative, as we say, of the four. Um, so they don't want to see him in office. They know it will move the Liberal Party back to really where it should be, a conservative party. I mean, the media is talking about a, a lurch to the right and all this. Well, come on, the Liberal Party is historically a conservative party. 
uh, party of the right. What's happened, of course, under Turnbull and others, is it's moved more and more to the left. So there's not only the media, the uh, labor, and the the left hegemony in <coughs> Australia, but, well, even members of the Liberal Party itself who are not happy with the prospect of somebody like uh, conservatives such as Peter Dutton getting the top job. So it's... Uh, We'd expect the mud. I'm sure there'll be more, but it looks like on this particular issue that they raised, he has been cleared. You are picking up on what I think is one of those significantly underreported aspects of what's been going on in the leadership, and that is this idea of conservatives and moderates within the Liberal Party. Mm -hmm. And when people talk about conservatives and moderates, often they're talking about that in relation to the economic policies of the government. And we know that when you are conservative, because you're a social conservative, so the social policies are uh, more socially inclined, uh, and that if you're talking about uh, those conservative politics, uh, sometimes moving towards the Christian ideal. And there are a lot of Christians who are on that conservative side. But the mainstream media doesn't like to report on faith issues, uh, they're very happy to drive a wedge between the Conservatives and the Moderates in the Liberal Party. What are your thoughts about some of the real issues that might be going on in federal politics? Well, look, there's a lot of uh, cross-currents here, a lot of issues. Uh, as far as Christians go, uh, many might... ...is the man. He is a Christian, evangelical Christian. Uh, however, with the last few years with Turnbull, he's tended to kind of move more to the moderate side of things as well, almost become a Turnbull light. So from a conservative Christian point of view, he's been perhaps a bit disappointing in some areas, whereas somebody like Dutton, who doesn't have that same, you know, kind of evangelical, uh, uh, nature to him has been pretty solid on a number of things. Um, certainly the whole immigration, you know, protect the borders, that's been something he's been very good on, I suppose, in some ways. Uh, a lot of people are looking at, uh, you know, uh, the phenomena of Trump in America and how one guy who's pretty tough and doesn't want to play the game can really make some pretty radical changes. So perhaps Peter Dutton is looking at a, a very light uh, Trump image for himself of the four, again, including Turnbull. He would be the, the closest to that. Julie, of course, would be much the same as Turnbull. Might even be worse in some ways, uh, you know, likable and all that. But in terms of both cultural, social issues and the broader big conservative Christians would be interested in, she wouldn't be of any use. So Scott could be acceptable, but I think most are looking for Peter Dutton, and it's possible uh, with the numbers he may get it. Uh, and, well, Camille and I had debates in the past about Trump. You know, is he in fact a Christian? You know, can God use a strong leader even, you know, if he may not be a, a Christian? You know, he may now be one. It's still a bit iffy, that whole issue. Uh, but he certainly surrounded himself with a lot of good people, including good Christians and conservatives. So he's done a lot of good over the last 18 months. So I suppose we could say the same with Peter Dutton, perhaps not a believer himself. If he surrounds himself with some good people, uh, Tony Abbott will obviously be there hovering in the background. 
Uh, well, look, we could see another interesting development here in Australia, bearing in mind all the flack he will get, obviously, from the media and the left. We've spoken before, Bill, about the idea of Christians in the top job Mm -hmm. and come to a conclusion that as long as a person is a conservative, and in fact there are so many different dimensions to uh, to politics and to taking that uh, control of that type position, uh, but when we talk about a Christian in the role, mm-hmm. if uh, you know the likes of the treasurer uh, get up to be the prime minister today, uh, there is something significant that happens in a nation. And I just reflect back to when the uh, former prime minister Julia Gillard took the top role and she claimed to be an atheist and so there was never reference then of you know when there's disaster you're in my prayers never reference to this idea of a transcendent god who is present in our nation if we do have someone assume the new prime ministership today and they are in a uh, a, a neutral role, uh, pe- perhaps not claiming to be an atheist, not claiming to be a Christian. What does that do for the atmosphere of Australian life, do you think? Well, certainly in America, where, of course, Camille and I both hail from, uh, that's a much more open proposition. All of the politicians basically have to talk about faith, and many claim to be Christians, and that's almost the done thing you're expected to. Here, of course, it's uh, it's different, more, much more secular, so in some ways, if you play up your Christian credentials, you're hammered, certainly by a secular media and many others as well. But, uh, well, I mean, it's interesting, again, going back to Trump, uh, I'm reading through the prophets again at the moment, and you can see time and time again God using a pagan ruler to achieve his purposes, uh, you know, whether it's Osiris or, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, on and on, you know, he'll call them my servant or my hammer or my whatever. Uh, God can certainly use anyone to accomplish his purposes. So from that point of view, uh, whether or not the top dog is a Christian, uh, I've often said, you know, if I had to go to whatever, somebody to fix my car, I'd rather have somebody who's very qualified to fix my car, even if he's a pagan than a Christian who doesn't know much about how he's going to fix my car. So in some ways, uh, it can be the same if we have a very good, qualified, hopefully consistently conservative uh, man at the top helm running the country. That can be as good uh, as somebody who at least is quite open about his faith, but perhaps is not very good at delivering the goods or being consistent in it. So... Uh, we'll have to wait and see. We obviously pray for whoever gets in. If it is Peter Dunn, we pray he becomes a full-fledged believer and so on. Uh, probably Julie Bishop has made it clear after being the number two dog for so long that she won't want to be a deputy under Peter if he gets the job. So it'll be interesting to see who he, well, assuming he gets in, who he appoints. But, uh, yeah, we bathe the whole thing in prayer. The preference is to have a, a man of faith at the top job, but sometimes it's not necessarily uh, required uh, overall in God's scheme of things. Of course, as Christian believers, we are very aware of that principle that it's righteousness that Mm -hmm. exalts a nation. And we can sit in our comfortable armchairs and be armchair critics. But the fact that we live in a democracy means that we all play a role here. Mm. 
And while we look at numbers and statistics and we can see that there are some issues with diminishing numbers in church life, we somehow or other assume that Christians might not be as strong a force as we once were. But Bill, uh, we might have another election upon us before too long and doesn't matter whether it's a Christian or a person who's neutral or mm. a person who's anti-Christian, uh, unless there is a strong constituency of Christians who are voting, uh, then those who are in leadership won't be trying to actually aspire in any way in towards a Christian direction. The responsibility on everyone listening to our conversation today, what are your thoughts? Well, absolutely. We can't uh, hope that uh, a government leader is going to save the day. In fact, that's where I had some concern a year and a half ago about Trump. Many were looking at him as a messiah, you know, the one who was going to save America and make everything great again. Well, we know only one person can do that, and he's he's not running for office. Um, so it's the same here. We know the importance of politics. We know the importance of getting good people into top jobs. But at the end of the day, as believers, we know in itself that's not enough. There's much more. Uh, it's kind of like parents hoping their kids are going to get all that they need in a Sunday school or something. Well, no, they should be getting it at home, actually. So it's the same here. And Christians do have responsibilities, certainly in voting, uh, maybe running for office themselves, any number of things they can do. And, of course, bear in mind that uh, Turnbull is now talking about quitting is you know when exactly that will happen before the next election or immediately after the vote uh we do have a one seat majority at the moment so what happens if the seat of wentworth goes up for a by-election and what happens if the libs lose right uh we could well whoever gets in may have either a very short run or you know it's going to be a a very chaotic period for quite some time so certainly in this time of flux this time of uh, transition uh more than ever we need prayer more than ever we need christian involvement as you say we may be getting to be a minority in this country but a minority can always have great impact especially if we do what we're supposed to do so, yeah, we've uh, got more than just uh, machinations going on in Canberra. We've got every believer in this country who should be involved, who should be concerned, and at the very least, in a lot of prayer. Bill Muhlenberg is with us. And, Bill, I'm going to ask you to stay around. In just a few moments, we'll come back and introduce Dr. Camille Majdali into our conversation. And if you're available to stay on for a little, uh, let's have a, a conversation which is across a whole bunch of issues today. And we'll even bring in an international perspective. What's happening with leadership in Australia that we might be able to say is a part of what's happening more generally across the world, which we'd call the Western world? Camille, you've been listening in on Bill and uh, my conversation talking about what's going on. Uh, I mentioned just before the break that we'd talk a little about what's happening internationally because uh, are these sorts of things unique to Australia? Uh, are these things happening? Do people have a, a, you know, a lack of respect for one another at the top levels of politics around the world? What are your gleanings from your wide travels? Oh, like Bill, I have plenty to share, but I'll do what I can with the time we have. First of all, I want to stress that I believe Australia has a very good system of government. Nothing is perfect. But while some voices are talking about the chaos in Canberra, look, 
we are pretty stable. If you have any idea what is going on in the rest of the world, we're relatively in smooth waters in comparison to other places. That's the first point I'd like to make. The second thing is, and this is what I'm talking about in the Understanding the Times tour, the nations in general are beginning to be more turbulent and tempestuous and and what have you, which is, of course, the antithesis of stability. And I believe there's a prophetic reason for all that. But having said so, we're in a time of redefinition. For example, the term conservative or liberal, you might think it means one thing, but somebody of a different generation will think it means something entirely different. So it is incredibly important that we not only know what we believe, but why we believe it, and we can define it and defend it as such. Then there is the issue of leadership, which is something I've been hearing about since the day I got off the plane as a migrant, new migrant here in Australia. And the thing about leadership, it is incredibly important, but sometimes even with that, we're not speaking the same language. One person says they're a leader, another person says they're a leader, and they're talking two different dialects. So we do need to, as Bible-based believers, define our terms like conservative and liberal or progressive. We need to define what we mean as leaders as well. Uh, I've got to say, in the car on the way to the studio this morning, I was sharing with you, and some listeners might have heard us talking about this yesterday, with Charles Newington, who's the new national leader of Family Voice Australia. Charles shared something very, very important. He said, sometimes Christians understand this idea of being in a post-Christian culture and the way that, uh, you know, people want to knock Christians down, uh, there's a lot of attacks that come against Christians. He's suggesting that we are now in a, I think his words were post-politics or post-government uh, culture, where uh, where this idea of respect for leadership uh, in the uh, highest levels of those who are charged with governing us is no longer there anymore and we need to get used to a different type of a regime i'll get your thoughts on that in just a moment camille but bringing you in on that bill uh, is that is it possible that the way that we've been seeing the attacks against the christian church may actually be turning towards those who are actually doing trying to do their best to govern us well there's no question as you said uh, simply respect for government or political leaders is been taking a nosedive for quite some time. Uh, people are beginning to wake up. It took a while, but, uh, you know, they expect if we change the government, everything will be great. They change the government, things stay the same. Three, four years later, they change. You know, they keep changing governments, hoping this will be a panacea, and things pretty much stay the same, including, you know, parties of the left and the right, often sadly indistinguishable. So uh, Christians are, well, they always should have been aware that at the end of the day, politics doesn't save. It's very important, but it's not the only game in town. And I think a lot of non-Christians are waking up to this as well. There's disillusionment with the major parties at the last federal election. A third of voters did not go with right liberal or labor. Uh, so I expect we'll see those trends to continue as well. So there's a major kind of disillusionment um, with politics as the way they are. Again, the Trump situation is one example. Brexit 
is another. Uh, and by the way, Camille is right about stability. We're doing pretty well. I think Italy, since the Second World War, has been through, what, something like at least 40 changes of government. So we're doing not quite so bad in comparison. But I think all throughout the West, as as you've noted, uh, people are getting disillusioned. And uh, we see, especially in countries, uh, you know, a return with uh, Hungary, Poland, even Austria. A lot of these countries are going away from the usual European pattern of secular leftism, uh, often proclaiming the importance of the faith, certainly the Orban in Hungary and so on. So there's a lot of new paradigm shifts taking place now, and it's a good time, I think, to be a Christian. And uh, your thoughts, Dr. Camille Majdali, uh, with this idea of, you know, post-Christian, post-government, post-politics. Some people might use that word post-modern, and sometimes we're used to talking about that in relation to what people think about faith. Broadens, doesn't it, when you start to talk about the way people might talk about politics? Okay, thank you for the opportunity here, Neil. Post-government. There is that possibility, as you say, because of the increasing disregard and disrespect for political leaders. And I want to hasten to add, for believing Christians, we must not fall into a cynical, negative kind of thing. We should be prayerful and respectful of politicians, even the ones we don't agree with or don't particularly like. But they are public servants. We need to still see it like that. And we also need to be like eagles, soaring above the fray, just like our governor general keeps above the fray. Having said that, if we go that direction of, as you say, post-government, what on earth are we going to substitute in its place? Tyranny, totalitarianism, at least with governments, as we're talking about, there's a democratic uh, component where we do have some say. It may not be as loud as we want it, but we do. If we go into this post-government, we can't stand who we have. Who or what will replace it? That is something we need to, to bear in mind. But having said that, there is this gridlock where even if our politicians want to do the right thing, they may be hamstrung because of special interests or other powers out there controlling the the strings. So that's why we need to be more than ever a prayerful people because I'm seeing it happen in the United States and it must happen here in Australia where when Christians come together and pray, the miraculous happens, major positive change happens. It, it can be. After all, Second Chronicles 7.14 is a classic. If we become penitent and revived, then God will come and heal our land. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, I know you've got to get away in just a few minutes. Uh, so a quick thought or two from you uh, when it comes to this idea of uh, the way that our democracy works, uh, the rule of law, and therefore stability in a nation that comes. Uh, of course, we recognize that the rule of law works best when there is this transcendent idea that God is above the law, and so therefore we have our laws based on godly principles. If we move away from that in this sort of postmodern idea, if we move away from that in the way that Camille is describing there and saying, what is ahead? A tyranny. Uh, 
such divisions that we don't even want to consider because even the possibilities of civil war. But without God in the picture, things look pretty, pretty grim. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, before we let you go? Well, they do indeed look grim uh, from a Christian point of view. But then again, from a Christian point of view, we never look at just the immediate short term, but always the long term. So I've said this plenty now that uh, the big picture, the long term is always the Christian way of looking at things. Uh, the uh, immediate prospects of Australia and the West not looking very good, probably will get worse before they get better. But then I keep reminding folks that things weren't all that hot 2,000 years ago when the church first erupted on the scene. It took hundreds of years, uh, you know, to see a transformation. And so by the, you know, the first millennia, you had effectively Christian Europe. You had civilization being Christianized. Uh, so all the benefits we now enjoy, including the rule of law, that all flow, flowed out of this Judeo-Christian worldview. Now we're losing it. So if you look at the big 2,000-year picture, it took centuries and centuries to get to where we now are. Uh, but sadly, overnight, you can lose it. Overnight, you can undo what took uh, centuries, if not millennia. So the question is, if the Lord should tarry, and he may well, well, we may be in another long-term building process. It may take centuries again to get back to this place. It's kind of a new situation. Uh, we've never really been here before where, you know, so much of the globe was effectively a, a Christian civilization, even though not everybody in it was a Christian. But now to see that being lost before our very eyes, that's kind of a new thing, a kind of a scary thing. Uh, and that's, again, where the value of history comes in. We have to see the big picture, including even the Old Testament, the prophets. They saw uh, empires come and go, including God's own people come and go. So uh, it's in that perspective that we have hope. It's in God that we have hope. But nonetheless, we pray for important temporal things like getting a good leader in the Liberal Party, perhaps uh, later today. Well, it is a significant day, and Bill Muhlenberg, always appreciate your thoughts, uh, deeper thoughts, and you know what, I suspect there's not another single conversation a little like this one anywhere in the country, and uh, taking a big picture look, uh, looking deeply at our Christian faith, what it means as a Christian to be thinking about those things that are happening in the political realm. Bill Muhlenberg, thank you so much for being with us, I'll point people to BillMuhlenberg.com for your latest articles that you're writing, uh, if you uh, don't remember and you can't spell Bill Muhlenberg which is sometimes as an issue uh, simply go to Culture Watch, one word and uh, Google that and you'll find Bill's latest articles. Bill, thanks so much for being with us today. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.